Friday. Hey, it's Tuesday. Good, Good morning. morning. Good Tuesday morning, y'all. Happy Tuesday to you. Oh, coming up on today's show, tithing off your lottery winnings. Cranky Southern Baptist, actually Russian bots. Hmm. And children of the candy corn. But first, it is October 30th. <laughs> We've got a few holidays to celebrate. Right, Mo? Yep. What do we got today, Mo? We've got a handful of holidays, some that I'm really excited about, some that can kick rocks. <laughs> uh, number one, I'll let you guess whether I'm excited or they can kick rocks, okay? okay? okay. Number one, buy a donut day. Excited. So excited. <laughs> so excited. Well, hold on, hold on, wait. I love donuts. Donuts but are my spirit animal. just one donut? Well, donuts are your spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> But is it just buy one donut? Because if it I'm going to get donuts, I need at least half a dozen. It says buy a donut. <laughs> buy Especially a donut. Especially if it's Krispy Kreme. If it's yeah. Krispy Kreme, I need a full dozen. If it's Krispy Kreme and the light's on. <laughs> Absolutely. Then... Full dozen plus the one they give you for free. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, however, have you been to the pilot, the new pilot, and yes. got Dunkin' Donuts from there? Yes. It's amazing. No, they're awful. What? I've been there twice. Both times the donuts have been garbage. When do you go? I don't know. Like what time of the day? I don't remember. <laughs> they were both when I was going out of town, so I'm assuming it was in the morning. Okay, so I've gone five or six times. Yeah. And every time I've gone around lunchtime, and they're amazing. Lunchtime? So are they unlike normal donut places and I'm getting like leftover donuts? I bet that is what's happening. I think because it's one of the express things. I don't think they make them there. I bet they're coming from Lubbock or something. Yeah. And they get there at like nine or ten in the morning. Probably. And so I'm having day old donuts, and yeah. that's why I'm not liking them. Yep. So, but here's also the secret: if you have to have the day old donuts again mm-hmm. next time, get the sour cream donut. Oh, make me hurl. Oh no. It doesn't taste like sour cream. No? That's just what's used in the batter. Oh. And it's kind of a more dense cake donut, which all, I feel like all Dunkin' Donuts are more cakey. Yeah, they do tend to be. Instead of yeast. Yeah, they do tend to be a more thick donut instead of airy. But the sour cream donut is phenomenal, and it's even better when it's a little bit stale. (laughs) Okay. Just saying. I'll keep that in mind. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Create a great funeral day. Excited. No. (laughs) This one has me very concerned for America as a society. You need a great funeral. Um I've got I've got light shows planned. I got a whole video uh that made it look like I knew it was gonna happen. I want a full praise band at my my funeral. Like I wanna have an actual praise and worship session. Thanking the Lord that you're dead. Uh, pretty much. I want for my family to be grateful for the life that I lived and where I am at Yeah. now. There you. ain't going to be you. no tears. Don't be sad. And what's my favorite part of Sunday morning? Praise and worship. Oh, you gosh. Keep the sermon. Just get me all praise and worship. Okay. Can I tell you? We need to stop for a second. Oh, gosh. So we've been talking about my dad, you know, with his, with his liver stuff and how it hasn't been looking great. And he's on the liver transplant list, but who knows if he'll get one before he... He uh, passes passes away. away. There you go. So I don't know. I guess my mom has, uh, I guess my son has been asking my mom because he's like that. He's very, he's very uh, concerned. No, he's very concerned about like 
when people are or sick or hurt. Okay. Like if, you know, I, I had my wrist braced on because I was having a little carpal tunnel flare up uh, last week and he's still asking me every morning, how's your wrist doing? You know, that's just kind of how he does. So he knows that my dad's been sick. And so I'm pretty sure he's been asking my mom every time she's over, how's grandpa doing? Aw. Is he feeling better? You know, stuff like that. So I guess my mom was trying to prepare him for the likelihood that he's going to pass away. Oh, gosh. But yesterday morning... He made me cry out of nowhere. I haven't been particularly emotional about this, but out of nowhere, we're having breakfast. He's watching Sesame Street, and he turns around and goes, you know what, Daddy? Grandpa's probably not going to get better, but he's going to go to heaven with Jesus and God, and then he'll feel better. And I'm like, why are you saying these things? Who has told you these lies? <laughs> so I'm like, did, did Grandma tell you that? You know, uh huh. Then he went back to eating breakfast. He wasn't sad about it. He was just stating it matter of factly. Yeah. And I'm sitting there now, my whole life for just that brief moment, my whole life just came crashing down. I'm like, Ugh. yep. Uh-huh. Kids I can't get back to work now. Kids take death so easily and yeah. so matter of factly. Yeah. It's just very okay. Yeah. Even when. <laughs> I mean, our kids were at the house when Chris's mom passed away. Yeah. They were out in the front yard playing, and we had to go outside and say, Betty's no longer with us, Mm -hmm. you know. And poor Mila. Let's see, this was two years ago, so she was five. We said, Betty's no longer with us. She's passed away. She's in heaven now. Everything is okay. She's no longer sick. She's no longer hurting. Mila walks inside the house. Betty's still here. She's right there. She's still here. Because to her, it was Betty's no longer with us. So she immediately assumed Betty's gone. But Betty, her physical body, Uh was still laying there in her bed. We were waiting for hospice to come get her and take her from the house. Yeah. So, of course, then we had to explain. She is here, but she is not breathing. Her, You know. Yeah. But for a kid, when you say they're no longer here, they've gone to heaven to be with Jesus. Right. A child doesn't think soul. Right. You know, they think body. Yeah, yeah. And when the body's still there, it's, (laughs) wait a minute. Yeah, that's strange. (laughs) All right, Matt. Sorry, sorry for the tangent. Well, you know, (laughs) at least it was a relatable tangent because it was funerals. Right. Okay. Yeah. We've gone on much bigger <laughs> tangents before that had nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> Next day, National Candy Corn Day. Hey, who likes candy corn? Not anybody in this room. <laughs> I ate, I ate some the other day. Ew. Well, technically, I ate Jesus harvest seeds, <laughs> but it was candy corn. <laughs> and you immediately regretted it, didn't you? Nah. What I can usually, is this? I can usually get through like one of those half of one of those big bags, the amount, not like in one sitting, but you know about that much candy corn in a season before I get sick of it and it's can't have so it gross. Yeah. Have you? You know yeah. the you're not a friends. I've watched the whole series. Okay. I don't know why you always think that I'm not a fan. I don't know. Do you remember the episode where Phoebe eats saltwater taffy for the first time? Yes. And she, what is this? Oh, for the, is it gum? Is it candy? I don't, oh, this is kind of nice. <laughs> That's kind of what I think of with candy corn. What is this? I, it, is it wax? Is it a toy? I don't understand. Yep. 
Okay, last one. <laughs> pumpkin bread day. Hey, you know what? I love pumpkin bread. I love And this is a bread. recent development. Because I, I, I guess I, I don't know if, I guess it was a texture thing uh, with when I tried pumpkin pie when oh, I was a yeah. kid. Yeah. And I just made it in my mind assume I hated pumpkin mm-hmm. things, but I just didn't like the texture of pumpkin pie, which is weird because I love pecan pie and that has a texture of snot boogers underneath the pecans. Crunchy snot boogers. Well, it's the pecans on top and then the snot layer. And then the crust. <laughs> I'm with you though, Matt. There's something about a pumpkin pie that yeah. I don't like that texture. But I it's... love the flavor. Yeah. And the pumpkin bread's the perfect way to get it, I think. Mm-hmm. Someone that's oh, that's what yeah. When we were in Albuquerque and we were visiting churches, mm-hmm. the one that we oh, wound yeah. up going to was the one that they came and delivered us a loaf of pumpkin bread the next day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. This All is right. lovely. <laughs> this is our new church. <laughs> we found our home. Uh. We um we got three loaves of fall breads this past month. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever heard of called that. It fall was a breads. it was a fundraiser <laughs> yeah. that we participated in. And so it was a loaf of pumpkin, a loaf of banana, and mm. a loaf of chocolate banana. Ooh. It was good. Yeah? It was really good. That sounds weird. No, it was really good. Um, my pumpkin bread was gone in less than three minutes. <laughs> and Timmy, the Smith's yeah. baby, yeah. he ate more than half of it. <laughs> they gave him a piece, and then he walked around to everybody else who he could find with pumpkin bread and just ate from their pumpkin. I, I have never seen a child eat more quick or enthusiastically than what he was eating that pumpkin wow. bread. He was so happy. Uh, yeah, pumpkin bread's good. Mm-hmm. Was it just Very banana good. bread or was it banana walnut bread? Banana. Nah. Banana. Miss me with that normal banana bread. I need walnuts in my bread. It was really good. (laughs) All right. Well, today's show is brought to you by the book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptist, full of over 3,000 one-liners about church culture and Christian life. It's the perfect gift for any churchgoer, and it's available in paperback for just $10.99 or on Kindle for $7.99. You can find it at Amazon. And it's Topless Tuesday. List. And we've got eight tips. That will help you get the most out of your scripture reading. You ready? Oh, jeez. Ready for this? I don't like these lists. They make me feel like scum. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. That, well, that's what this whole thing is about. It's about becoming better. It's about feeling like scum? Yeah. But becoming better better people, better believers, better parents, better spouses. At least I, I know my place and I am... In line with right, because usually I'm already doing all these things, and you're doing like none of them. Exactly. Right. So that's <laughs> exactly. So this, Tuesdays are just here to shame Mo. That's all. <laughs> we can we can put in a petition to just change the name of the day altogether. It's no longer Tuesday. It's Shame Mo Day. Shame Mo Day. Oh, goodness. Happy shame mode day to y'all. Happy shame mode day. <laughs> Eight tips to help you get the most out of scripture reading. Number one, take notes. Uh, this is a big deal. Uh, writing it down, period, I think is a big deal. Um, because when you write down stuff, that really helps you memorize it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so taking notes about writing down, you know, how you felt about this verse or whatever, uh, That's that that helps you encapsulate the thoughts. I actually did do this. Uh, I went through the entire Bible, and I wrote down 
every verse that I that jumped out at me and what I my thoughts on that verse, and I have it all locked away in a drawer, <laughs> and I haven't read through it in a long time. But, I was uh, going to say that's impressive, Matt, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like I shouldn't say that now. <laughs> I did, it did not turn into a habit. I did it for one six month period, and then I'm like, well, that's enough writing forever. <laughs> that's kind of cool though that's a good idea yeah it is it was very it was very beneficial uh it really helped me uh, focus on learning more about the bible as opposed to just kind of absentmindedly reading it or listening for verses on sermons and yeah not you know i actually had to dive in with determination a little uh number two ask a ton of questions we're only on number two. Jeez. <laughs> Asking a ton of questions. This would be towards people that maybe know more than you. Uh, pastors and the like. If you don't understand a verse, ask questions. But is this insinuating that I should be reading my Bible around other people so that as I'm reading it and I have a question? I, I would can... assume this would be in your notes. Take notes and then take your notes with you. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Number three, read through the lens of a learner, uh, which is kind of what I was talking about before. Uh, number four, <laughs> visualize the text in an illustrative and poetic way. Now, I do I do that when I read no matter what. Right. I kind of try and illustrate whatever I'm reading in my mind. And that's kind of like why i enjoy reading the message every now and then because it's very poetic yeah uh, a, a lot more than than uh just the read the voice it's better <laughs> right than yes the message. i need i need to check that out yeah you told me about that i do need to check that out yep uh number five take time to pause and reflect on what you've read mm-hmm. uh we, we can also call that meditation uh meditating on what you read in the word letting god reveal to you what that means in your life uh, number six, compare and contrast with at least one other translation. Mm. This is this is a brilliant piece of advice uh, because sometimes the way you read something in one translation, you get the completely wrong sense of it as mm-hmm. opposed to what it's really saying. Mm-hmm. I've done that a lot. Right. I'm sure all of us have, uh, unless you just haven't read the Bible and then <laughs> yeah. shame. And uh, <laughs> it's no longer shame-o-day, it's shame-you-day. Shame you <laughs> heathen. Um, but yeah, that's that's always a good idea. Uh, get a parallel Bible, man. Um, I really, I you know what? So I'm keeping Christmas lists in my phone uh-huh. for ideas. Yeah. I'm about to put that in here for Chris. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Christmas. he'd love that. Yeah. Parallel Chris, don't Bible. listen to this. He doesn't. Episode. <laughs> Don't worry. He never listens to the I, show. I cannot for the life of me get him to listen to the really? show. He just, I don't know. Dave listens almost every morning. Here's Hi, what it is. Hey, D. <laughs> um, he feels uh, like awkward for us. And he's always been like this. He feels awkward for yes. us? Yes. So when I sing in front of somebody or when I talk in well, front of somebody, like when I, when shut up, <laughs> when I have given my testimony or when I give the lesson at CR, regardless, he gets like anxious. Really? And sits there. So if you've ever noticed, he doesn't want to sit in during the lesson when I give the lesson. He doesn't want to sit in when I give my testimony because he sits there and he's like stewing the whole time. Like, is she going to mess up? Is she? And then so if he's I, like if, nervous. Uh huh. If I do mess up, then he like 
he loses it. So oh no, he doesn't like listening. She fumbled a word, right? <laughs> it's he all doesn't... over now. <laughs> Her life is ruined. <laughs> um, he doesn't like listening to the podcast. He <laughs> didn't mind. Oh, when we did church announcements, he didn't like watching those. <laughs> but when we would do the flub ups of the church announcements, and when we did our YouTube show, he was fine with those because. We purposely... We were supposed to be making fun of right, ourselves. Yeah. Right. So those were fine. <laughs> oh, Chris, yeah. You neurotic man. Isn't it kind of funny, though? <laughs> it is <Like>. funny. <laughs> He's very, very empathetic. He is. <laughs> we're just pathetic. Whatever. One of the two. Oh, he'll never hear this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, number seven. Take time to research words and or illustrations you don't understand. Uh, that's, man, that's how, that's how pastors do it, man. Research all them words. Get up into the Greek and the Hebrew. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to do. Kevin actually really got me into that. What is it called? Like there's a phrase for it. Research? No. There's like a specific one. I don't remember. A word study? Maybe. Yeah, that might be it. Maybe. It might be what Doing I'm a word of. study. So the Bible Project has word studies that you, and their video. Have you ever watched a Bible Project thing? No. Okay. I don't even know what it is. Go to YouTube. Right now? Not right now. No. <laughs> but they're only like five minutes long. They're sh- short little videos. And they're very engaging, really interesting, and they do word studies. Hmm. That's where I learned the heart thing that we talked about yesterday. Okay. It's so fun. Okay. So the Bible Project. The Bible Project. Yep. Okay. I but then they that. do all kinds of other different things, but they have just a whole series on word studies. All right. Yep. All right, all right, all right. So fun. And the number eight, discuss your thoughts and questions with others around you. Um, yeah, it's kind of like in school when you would take notes or do homework and then be like, what did you get for this? How did you get to that? How, well, I missed this whole part. <laughs> missed the whole part. Yeah, I only I, did that. Can I borrow your notes just to double check with my notes that I totally took? And I'm not going to be copying your notes? Okay, so I go to a Bible study every Wednesday. Uh-huh. And we're supposed to have homework throughout the week that we uh-huh. do. And I don't do the homework. Uh-huh. But on Wednesdays, as everybody else is sharing their answers, I just jot the answers down <laughs> just, in my book. I make sure I'm the last one in the circle that has to speak. And, oh, I got that too. I'm taking notes on your notes. Interesting. I got exactly the same answer that you just said. <laughs> My they're child, per- too, per- is also struggling with potty training. Personal questions you're responding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, I thought your youngest child was seven. Oh, she is. It's not my youngest that's struggling. <laughs> when I had my back surgery, you had back surgery? Um, yeah, totally. Just like you. And I went through the same problems of faith, same, same worries that life would never get better. And uh, just like your story, they, they did. Mm-hmm. God brought us together today so that we could strengthen each other. Elmo, you have the same story of everybody in here. Each question is the same. 
I was meant to be in this group. That's why. <laughs> you can relate with everyone. That's why you're the popular girl. All Hashtag right. true story. <laughs> Grumpy old trolls don't just live under bridges these days. What? Sometimes they hang out on the internet pretending oh. to be Baptists. Russian internet trolls working for the Internet Research Agency, the IRA, impersonated middle-aged Baptists, Southerners, and Muslims to sow discord online in recent years, according to the Wall Street Journal. The workers allegedly used false Twitter and Facebook accounts, along with other social media, to promote promote fake news and stir up controversy. I kind of hope this is true, because I am... Very disappointed in the state of many Baptists online. <laughs> well, haven't we had a couple people become a part of Backrow Baptist Church on Facebook? And they are clearly not there for the fun right. of it all. They are there to only stir up controversy. Right. They're Russians. And they're all, and they're all the same. But they, they all look Korean, though. They all have like weird like Asian influence stuff that they post. So, I don't know if this is right bots. or not, <laughs> but ever since you said that and made me aware of it, yeah. whenever I go like into the friend request uh-huh. and I go to add a person, if the name is slightly not American, <laughs> I deny them. <laughs> you don't have to straight deny them. You can just say, hey, can you research this for me? No. <laughs> No, I just, just leave it there. I'll take them. care of it. I just deny them. <laughs> now, they've all followed a very similar pattern. They all have like a beach scene as their profile picture. Their name is very Asian. And when you click on their profile, they all shared like the same 10 links. And so I know which ones they look like. There's some weird. Uh, Buddy Scott Duran says they're a cult, that he's aware of them. Oh, really? Yeah, hmm. from some something that he did. Uh, so I'm, I tend to believe him. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I actually have not declined anyone. Okay, um, I just, uh, <laughs> all foreigners, not allowed. <laughs> you ain't from America? Get out. Get out. This is a patriotic page. Um, no, but there have been a group of people who are clearly Indian. And those people I leave for either you or Scott to decide. Because I'm thinking, well, I mean... We they, have quite a few. Yeah, yeah, we have quite a few Indian folks here in town mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in our in our social circle. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure many of them would understand most of our humor. I know. That's the thing. Uh, they yeah. might find it totally offensive, some of the things that we say. I find half of it offensive, and I'm running the thing. Do you really? No. Okay. I was going to say. Were you... Were you well, I mean, your post, yes, but most Matt, everybody listen, else. <laughs> listen, my bucket has been emptied already oh, for the week. It needs to be filled. Okay? Your posts are always fantastic, You're and I love them. being a turd. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been around Kevin too long. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one that made me put him in a Linkin Park t-shirt. Photoshop him into a link. No, no, not no. Part. Nickelback. Sorry. I did not. Sorry. I did no such thing. <laughs> Nickelback t I see how it is. You're just going to throw me under the bus from now. Oh, on. you yeah, just wait. Goodness. You trying just wait. to compliment you? No, not really. I wasn't. I was no, that wasn't a compliment out. at all. You right. literally threw me under the bus. But I was saying <laughs> that Kara, I did something for you. Kara got nice. really offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> People. 
people are thinking this is real, Matt. I think Stop it. I think she was fearful he would lose his pastorate <laughs> for the the picture with him shirt. in a nickelback t shirt. <laughs> Oh, that's one of my favorite things to do to my friends, everybody. I Photoshop them into Nickelback t-shirts. <laughs> I've done it to Joey, to Chris, and now to Kevin. Had, had you not done it to John? I really thought that I there was... I haven't done it to John. I really thought that there was one of John's me. running joke was that one photo I the, found uh-huh, of that dude with that the looked pack. really... Uh, looks in, exactly like him. Yeah. In just this terrible outfit with a fanny pack. It does. And he's leaning Looking up against ladies. the wall. Like... <laughs> He's got socks and sandals. Yeah. A Hawaiian shirt on. Look out, ladies. What's funny is... Janet gets furious every time I share but it. But what kills me <laughs> is though, like that Hawaiian shirt. That's uh-huh. what John's dad wears. Yeah. So it's very fitting. <laughs> I'm still not 100% certain it's not him. <laughs> he swears it's not. <laughs> Goodness, it looks like it. Came from Family Vacation 1999. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going over here. It is Indie Music Tuesday. We're sprinkling in a little bit more of that independent Christian rock and, and rap and what have you. Uh, and with a few more hits this morning. Uh, find a new band maybe that you haven't uh, ever heard before. Put them in your, your personal rotation. Uh, when we get back, candy corn. Ugh. Stick Welcome back to this Tuesday morning edition of the Back Row Morning Show with me, Matt. And me, Mo. And our silent friend, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Today's show is brought to you by the book, Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptists. Put down the phone and instead bring this book into the bathroom with you. Please. Perfect reading material and made out of paper, just in case of an extreme emergency. Visit MacroRadio.com, click on our store, or visit Amazon. It's Mo's favorite advertisement. <laughs> it is. But <laughs> truthfully, Matt, I want for people to stop taking their phones in the bathroom with them. Absolutely. when we steal their phones to take selfies on their camera after they set it down and walk away, I can't not think, like... I've got a little bit of them on me. <laughs> right? Right? So, and you do. Yeah. You absolutely do. Yeah. Science has proven uh, your phone is covered in it. Let's all stop taking our phones in the bathroom and just take, please don't (laughs) side hug me. When you flush a toilet, it sends particles into the air in a good six foot radius. And that's pretty much everybody's whole bathroom. It's fact, people. (laughs) Speaking of facts, Facts. I'm in the mood for five random ones. You know what? So am I, Matt. All right. Okay, number one. According to a U.S. study, teens who are homeschooled benefit from healthier sleep habits than those who go to private and public schools. Well, well duh. Well, wake up until 9 a.m. Goodness. Right? Jeez Louise. 
Okay, number two. Lazy people, <laughs> right? People who increase their water intake by one to three cups daily can decrease their total daily calorie intake by up to two hundred and five calories. A study has shown that. See, for a man of my size whose general intake is nearly twice the daily caloric uh, recommendation. 205 sounds like nothing. It doesn't sound like it will do anything for me. <clears throat> yeah. Give it a try as Matt goes to take a sip of his water now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you know what? I do drink a butt ton of water. But, and butt ton? A butt ton. Is that an actual It term is an actual term of measurement. A butt ton. Yes, it is something about wine or spirits or whatever. Oh, it is. Yeah. Not spirits, woo spirits, but... Or maybe it is spirits, because it's almost Halloween. Tomorrow. Halloween. Halloween. Trick or treat. <laughs> okay. Uh, number three. In 2015, more people died while trying to take selfies than from shark attacks. <laughs> I believe it. Have you seen those dudes that climb to the top of skyscrapers? Like to the top of like the little pointy antennas or whatever and take selfies from up there? No. I'm like, get out of here the people who do parkour hardcore stuff hardcore parkour <laughs> parkour hardcore marker, marker. <laughs> that stuff that like i when i watch them i'm not only fearful for their lives but i am fearful for my children's <laughs> lives because canon already tries to do some of this garbage and i am terrified that he's gonna see them and be like hey they just jumped and made it from that one building to that other building even though they could have plummeted to their disgusting <laughs> gory death had they not made it by even an inch or two if they can do it i can absolutely and they're selfieing it the whole time <laughs> you gotta live mo sometimes you gotta live Stupid people. sometimes you gotta die to live whatever number that's four that's true what the, that's what thanks all salvation's lot, about thanks <laughs> thanks <laughs> It is Shame Mo Tuesday or Shame Mo Day. Shame Mo Day. Shame Mo Day. Day. Whatever. Uh, number four, if your brain. Nope. Nope. <laughs> it takes your brain approximately 90 seconds to de- 90 seconds to decide whether or not you like someone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. listen to your brain. Yeah. It never steers you wrong. <laughs> Uh, if in that 90 seconds you decide, you know what, this person just ain't for me, that's okay. Never reevaluate it ever again. Ever. <laughs> ever again. And lastly, a Cleveland Brown fan requested six Cleveland Browns pallbearers at his funeral so the Browns could let him down one last time. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. No, they're actually having a good season this year. Yeah. They're in our division. We're Ravens fans. I'm going to speak football for half a second, and you're not going to understand any of I'm it. I'm going to zone out over here. Okay. So they are in our division. There are four teams within our division. And for years now, the Browns have been the one team that we have not had to worry about beating us in any way, shape, or form. Not statistically, not in a game, nothing. They're actually good this year. <laughs> So now they're letting us down. <laughs> uh, sports. I'm all about them. Yeah. I'm a big fan of sports. Matt is. Big sports, ball sports, mm-hmm. disc sports, you know, whatever you got. Yeah. 
<laughs> Time for some artist updates. Ren Collective is cheering on their fellow artists, 10th Avenue North. They posted, there are, there are certain things we've... <laughs> there are certain things we've as a culture decided are too taboo for Christian music. But often those are the very things we need to talk about and the very things we need community for. Doubt, depression, abuse, mental struggle, etc. These guys have been our community as a band in the good times. More importantly, when things have been hard. Love this new offering by our mates, 10th Avenue North. We think you will too. So talking about their new album or EP album, which is called Things. Uh, oh gosh, things we've been meaning to say. I better look it up. Uh, we just added some to the station last Friday. Avenue North. Things we've been afraid to say. Things we've been afraid to say. Hmm. Uh, and it's yeah, it focuses on a lot of the harder topics, which which we kind of discussed this last week. That's one of the goals of Back Row Radio. That's why we have uh, people like NF and 21 Pilots and all that who talk about their struggles, their doubts, uh, bouts of depression, thoughts of suicide, stuff like that. These are all real struggles and uh, struggles that a lot of Christians still go through. And to pretend like they're not there is dumb. (laughs) Dumb, dum 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 So, yeah, uh, we, we concur with Ren Collective's uh, thoughts. Hundred percent. Uh, we got some trivia from the Dove Awards. Ooh, ooh. So Natalie Grant and her husband Bernie Herms <laughs> first met when Natalie needed a pianist for her first label showcase after moving to Nashville. Mo, really, <laughs> <laughs> really, Mo. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> We're gonna move on. <laughs> Big Daddy Weave for I can't <laughs> I can't move on. It's the way most people meet their husbands. <laughs> oh, fold it up. We're done. <laughs> Show's canceled. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I apologize. I'm I apologize. I'm for, laughing so hard. I apologize for my co-host. My former co-host, Mo. (laughs) (sighs) Should have known better. (laughs) Should have said piano player. (laughs) You're the one that did it. (laughs) I wasn't even going to say anything. I was going to sit over here and silently laugh to myself. (laughs) Sure people were hearing your nostrils going off. No, I even moved away from the microphone. Gosh, you keep calling me out on these things and making me look like a bad person, Matt. Hey, no, hold on. You can't make that claim after you made the joke and added to it. Listen. You took it too far. I'm just saying good for Natalie Grant for knowing what she needed. Oh, oh gosh. Big Daddy Weave formed when the band members were friends at the University of Mobile. Uh, Did you know Corey Asbury uh, interned at the International House of Prayer back in 2005 and was there for eight years? International House of Prayer, IHOP. IHOP. Um, (laughs) Is it University of Mobile or Mobile? Like Mobile. mobile. Is it? I have no idea. I just kind of thought maybe like Alabama. Mobile. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Is that. Is that how it's pronounced? Mobile? 
Mobile, Alabama. Okay. Yeah, yeah it is. Al- yeah, I mean, it's. I'm assuming. Did you know that Lauren Daigle wrote "You Say" the day after her first Dove Awards? This is a good song too. It is a I good like song. It. Mila loves it. I song. like Still Rolling Stones better, though. I wish that was getting more airplay on other stations. It's getting a lot of airplay here. <laughs> uh, and then Zach Williams is not only a Christian recording artist, but he also serves as a worship leader and campus director at his home church in Arkansas. Hey, we knew that. We talked yes, about we that. Yes, we know that. At the concert. <laughs> All right. Pier One is doing Happy Dance. Mercy Me frontman Bart Miller posted, pretty crazy hearing Happy Dance being used for Pier One commercials. Isn't it strange when you hear a commercial and the music's playing and you're like, hey, I know that song. That's Toby Mac or whatever's going on. Has that happened to you? Have you heard those things? Because I have. I remember the first one. The, fir- the first one I remember hearing was it was a preview for the Transporter 2. Starring Jason Statham. And it, they used Toby Mac's The Slam as uh, the song. No, I guess I never... You've never noticed these? Mm-mm. There's been a couple with Mercy Me, I think. I feel like there was at least one more. Um, Thousand Foot huh. Crutch has been on a lot. Uh, Skillet and Thousand Foot Crutch have both been used for like WWE uh, really? commercials and compilations. Yeah, In fact, uh, WWE uses a lot of Christian music. That doesn't surprise me too much, though. And, uh, ooh, bonus trivia. Toby Mac used uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin in his song Extreme Days, the first single that he had as a solo artist. He used a little sample from Stone Cold Steve Austin because he, too, is a fan of wrestling. Really? Yeah. Hmm. It's there's There's a part where it's just like, you know, Samples of stuff and it goes, uh, oh gosh, I don't remember what the other one was. There's another sample of something saying something and then it says, and that's the bottom, bottom, bottom line. And it's Stone Cold Steve Austin saying it. That's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. That's the bottom line. All right. Uh, (laughs) Let's talk candy corn. Okay. Who is texting you? You know who it is? It's Crystal Mercer. Oh, I thought you were going to say, it's Chris just encouraging us, making sure we don't mess up. <laughs> no, he is still sleeping. Um, no, it's Crystal Mercer. and She just got like, apparently there's an app through Messenger that kids can get Messenger, but all the notifications come to the parent's phone as well as the child's phone. Oh, yeah. The kid, yeah, there's a whole, yeah, there's like a, a whole kids, kids messenger, messenger app. Yeah, yeah I've seen I didn't that. know that. But anyway, so I've she, seen that. she added me yesterday. and So your kids are talking, but you're getting No, she's talking to me. Oh, okay. Because we're birthday buddies. Oh, say your birthday? Uh, no, July 14th, <laughs> Also Crystal's birthday. <sighs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, Candy corn. <laughs> Tell me, Matt. I would love to hear more about... According to oral tradition, George Renninger, a candy maker at the Wonderly Candy Company in Philadelphia, invented this revolutionary tricolor candy in the 1880s. That's when all of it was produced, and it's never been produced since. 
He just keeps scooping it up out of the trash cans and rebagging it. That's exactly what we do. Because no. every year people throw it away and every year it comes back on the shelves. The Golitz Confectionery Company brought the candy to the masses at the turn of the 20th century. The company, now called Jelly Belly Candy Company, has the longest history in the industry of making candy corn. Although the method has changed, it still uses the original recipe. And in honor of its Goelitz roots, Jelly Belly developed a candy corn flavored jelly bean. But how is candy corn made? Well, candy corn starts as a mixture of sugar, fondant, corn syrup, vanilla flavor, and marshmallow cream. Did you know that? Did you know there was marshmallow cream involved? I did, because all to me, all it tastes like is hard marshmallows. It tastes like marshmallows to you? Yes. It tastes like honey to me. What? Yeah. The candy corn ingredients are melted into a liquid candy called slurry, <laughs> colored and run through a cornstarch molding process to create each kernel. Wooden trays filled with cornstarch are imprinted with rows of candy corn molds where the layers are individually mm-hmm. individually deposited from the bottom to the top. The mixture cools in the tray, which seals in the three layers together. The kernels of candy corn are sifted from the trays and polished in large drum pans with edible wax and glaze to create new irresistible hand-grabbable shines. So there is wax on these things. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're eating a candle. <laughs> and candy corn fact, uh, strictly speaking, candy corn is not vegan or vegetarian friendly. Most infamous, uh, most infamous, I don't know how I got to that word. Most formulations contain gelatin and other animal-based ingredients. Do we have some more candy corn facts, Mo? Um, You're a fact lady. I mean, we do, but I feel like the majority of our listeners are on my side here and, and don't don't even care about candy corn. They're sitting there wondering right now, you know what? why are they even we wasting need... breath talking about candy corn? Don't you know you need to know don't your enemy? Don't you know? Know your enemy. Know your enemy. You got to know your enemy. Fine. You're going to okay. defeat him. Are you ready? Yeah. Candy corn isn't the treat's original name. When the how did you say that? Gold teas? Golets. Oh, golets. Golets. Oh, yeah, cuz it's not a tease. <laughs> Golet. <laughs> Golitz Goatees. <laughs> when the Golitz Confectionery Company first produced candy corn, it was called Chicken Feed. Mm. The boxes were illustrated with a colorful rooster logo and a tagline that read, Something worth crowing for. <laughs> this reminds me of, have you seen Teen Titans go to the movies? No. Oh gosh, it's a fantastic cartoon movie. <laughs> In it. Robin decides to come up with his own catchphrase. So he comes up with, crack an egg on it. Caca! Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jeez Louise. It's fantastic. All right, Matt. Uh, Candy corn has its own national day. You don't have to wait for Halloween to indulge, indulge in the mellow cream candies. It's today, y'all. Celebrate we National already, Candy Corn Day. I already kind of knew this. On October 30th. Didn't mean well, to put but that that's in, in case anybody didn't hear earlier. The first hour. Yeah. Yeah. Today is Candy in. Corn Day. That's why we're talking about candy corn, folks. Today Use is your Candy noggin. Corn Day. Come on. All right. Jeez. You know, sometimes we all make mistakes. It's all right. We don't have to hate <laughs> on Matt because of it. Um, more than 17,000 tons of candy corn are produced each year. Each year. <laughs> According to the National Confectioners Association, more than 35 million pounds or 9 billion pieces of candy corn will be produced this year. And it's all a waste. Every single bit of it. 
Also, candy corn is one of the better for you candies of the Halloween season. Yeah, it can, see, something yeah, positive here. Whatever. It contains roughly 28 grams of sugar and only 140 calories per heaping handful. And it's fat free. Mm-mm. But if it's, if you're on the keto diet, then you can't have candy corn. You can have it. It just ain't going to do you any good. Right? No, it'll kick you out of keto. It'll kick you out of keto, it'll, even if you're it'll uh, even, kick you. It'll kick you out of keto, even <laughs> if you have enough fat in your system. Eh, depending on where you are in ketosis, oh, but okay, yeah, well, whatever. Whatever. In 1950, <laughs> the price of candy corn was just 25 cents per pound. I feel like it's not that much expensive. It's more really expensive not. now. <laughs> That's what the fact is. The fact is, it's not growing in rate over the years. It has not raised in value. <laughs> exactly. It is still garbage. It was garbage in 1950 and still is today. All right. Um, and my so last mean. fact, it has a long shelf life. Of course it does because it's disgusting. Once the package is open, store candy corn covered and away... Ugh. Store candy corn covered and away from heat and light at room temperature. It should last three to six months. If unopened, packaged candy corn will last about nine months. Wow. So it, it could last up to six months. Opened, opened. as long wow. as it's not near light. That's crazy. Uh-huh. All right. So but it's because it's stale marshmallows. <laughs> I've already said this. Well, that's, that's what that's it is. circus peanuts. No. That's what those are. They're like, that's the... That's like the trans, trans. What's the word? I'm what, what, I don't know. Transgression. Trans. Trans. That's the different gender. stages in stale marshmallows. <laughs> you have your fluffy. Transformation. No. Trans. No. Is it not transgressions? Not transgression. <laughs> Transition. I don't know. Whatever, Matt. Transgender. <laughs> Is that um, not where we're going? No. Is that not the discussion so we're having today? So you have your fluffy marshmallows that you use for s'mores. Then you have your circus peanuts because they're still, they're a little bit hard, a little bit stale, but they still got some ooh and goo to them. But then you got candy corn that is just hard as a rock, stale as all get out, but that's how it's supposed to be. Just disgusting. Where do where do Lucky Charm marshmallows fall on this? Oh, Lucky Charms are made that way. <laughs> Candy corn is made they that way. They are called dehydrated marshmallows. So the second that you put milk on them, they taste like a regular marshmallow again. They really don't. <laughs> they really do not. So they're the first stage of marshmallows. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So what other types of candy corn are there? Well, we're here to answer that. Candy corn is such a popular choice, Mo, Ugh. that the mellow cream candies are now available year-round in a variety of colors for other seasonal holidays. Most have the same creamy vanilla flavor of the original, but there are some flavor variations. For Thanksgiving, you can serve Indian corn, which is brown, orange, and white. The brown section is chocolate flavor. I feel like that is so <laughs> racist. That is awful. Like, they couldn't have called it turkey corn. But it's, I'm assuming, from Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Pilgrims and Indians, man. That's what it was called yeah, back but then. It, they're calling it Indian corn. Like, <laughs> you know, that's what they called it when we were children. It's only been a few years since everyone's freaked out about it. I mean, I'm not freaking out, but I, <laughs> I am. I feel like saying, your eyes are really wide. That's I freaking am out. saying <laughs> I can't believe they're getting away with it. Yeah. Well. 
Uh, they are. <laughs> Turkey corn, guys. Christmas-inspired reindeer corn has the classic vanilla flavor of traditional candy corn, but comes in green, white, and red. Uh, Cupid corn is pink, red, and white for Valentine's Day. And for Easter, you can load up on bunny corn, which comes in a variety of pastel colors. Candy makers from, or like uh, Bra- Brox. How do you Brox? pronounce it? Is it Brox? I've never, that's how I've, I've never, always pronounced I've it. I've never actually pronounced the name, but I believe that's what most people think of when they think of a candy corn brand, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. B-R-A-C-H. Yeah. And Zachary Confections have also created seasonal corn varieties in apple, pumpkin spice, and cinnamon flavors. Okay, so I might be able to get behind some of the actual flavored ones. Yeah. Would you try a pumpkin spice one? I would try those. Right. I'm not even that big on pumpkin. 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 I'm not really that big on pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. Where'd um, you get your pumpkins? <laughs> but apple sounds legit. Yeah. Cinnamon. Apple. I think. I think I could really get behind cinnamon. But we'll see. Is it just straight apple, or is it like caramel apple? Straight apple would be. I'm weird. thinking like an apple pie. Oh, ugh. I'm not a fan of apple pie. What? I, I don't know why. It's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of apple pie. I don't want it on That's a train. I don't want it on a I plane. Don't know why. I won't eat it with a fox. I won't eat it in a box. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Again, I want it noted today that I'm not cackling into the mic. <laughs> Keeping my laughing to a minimum. I will not eat it, Mo. I cry. I will not eat your apple pie. <laughs> It's Indie Music Tuesday. We are playing more independent Christian hits this morning. Sprinkling a little heavy, a little heavy on the indie. Uh, when we come back, which one of y'all won the lottery? It's up, man. We'll be back. Back row morning show, Matt and Mo in the studio today on this third hour of your Tuesday. It's brought to you by Please Don't Side Hug Me, the best of Back Row Baptist. It's it's like the internet, except better, because it also technically counts as literature. It's a book. Make yourself look smarter and holier. By reading a book, visit backrowradio.com and click on our store link for books. Or go to Amazon, search for Please Don't Side Hug Me. Uh, good price and a big book full of lots of jokes. Look, lots it's jokes, a good man. Bible study book and it you is. don't have to do homework. <laughs> All right, here's the news. A pair of runners in a Detroit marathon stopped at the halfway point for a quick wedding before finishing the race. What? Whitney Black, who donned a veil with her running clothes, and Stephen Phillips, who wore a t-shirt with a tuxedo print, stopped at the 13.1 mile marker of the 26.2 mile Detroit Free Press Chemical Bank Marathon on uh, two Sundays ago for a quick 10-minute wedding. The couple said that they kept the ceremony short so their muscles wouldn't get cold before finishing the race. The race was Black's first marathon and Phillips' 14th. Oh, my word. Uh, Black took up running in March 2017, years after a snowmobiling accident left her requiring 20 surgeries and years of physical therapy to relearn how to walk. Wow. 
But uh, that's pretty Wait. cool. Man. Mid marathon wedding. I need you to tell me something. But they were stank. What? They, I bet they were stank. <laughs> um, okay, so it says she took up running. Never mind. I got it. Never mind. Never mind. I thought her snow <laughs> snowmobiling accident was in March of 2017. Gotcha. And then it said after years of physical therapy, and I was going to say, um, but it's only been a year. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. This is fake news, man. How could Got you let it. this slide through? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Michael Parker stated or started his senior year in the fall of 1964, looking forward to commencement the following spring and receiving his diploma from. Sio? Sio? SCIO High School. Two things got in the way. A misunderstanding with the principal over an unexcused absence and the Vietnam War. Oh, man. But after 53 years, his diploma is now a reality. Friends, family, classmates, and several dozen Sio High School students applauded and cheered as Parker, in a cap and gown, received his diploma Tuesday morning from Principal Danny Blackwell. Well, good for him. Isn't that great? Good for him. It is never too late. Never too late, y'all. To go after that goal that you had. I do feel like, though, because I'm assuming since it's the Vietnam War, he was drafted. He had to go. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like they should have all just been given their diploma. No questions asked. Right. Like, come on. They have done our service, (laughs) our service, our country, the ultimate service, and we can't give them their diploma. That... Good for you, Michael Parker. Go Shame Parker. on you, America. <laughs> Angry Moe's coming out. Angry Moe is here on Tuesday. All right, so let's talk about it. Last week, last Tuesday, a week ago, mm-hmm. we had the Mega Millions drawing for, they said it was going to be the largest, but I think it clocked in at just under the largest amount ever, uh, of about $1.6 billion dollars. Someone won it. Mm-hmm. Someone that we may never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, sending people to the gas stations around the world like crazy to buy a lottery ticket last week. It was nuts. Someone in South Carolina won the prize. And if they're smart, we'll never know who they are because South Carolina is one of the few states that you can remain anonymous when you collect. Uh, if you don't remain anonymous, everybody knows, man. Everybody. And Well, it's because it's in the Bible Belt and it's one of those like sensitive things is the lottery gambling is it sinning is it not or are you just paying a contribution to education and right so here we're gonna we're just gonna speak about that see i asked the question on twitter (laughs) i said straight up y'all if you were to buy a ticket and win the jackpot would you tithe off of it 58 percent said yes 10 percent off the top that's $106 million? No. Yeah. Right? I have no idea. I think so. Those numbers are too big for me. Yeah. $106 million. Uh, 14% said... I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> 14% said yes, but only off the money that they actually received. So not the tax money? So not money. the tax money, yeah. But that's sinning. <laughs> but is it? Because this isn't technically like income. You didn't like earn this. You're not giving... Part of your wage. I can't believe anybody actually thought that much into it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tithe, but only off the money that I received. I ain't tithing nothing else. 10% said no, but I would give some money to the church. And 18% said gambling is bad, BRB. Uh, 
So I asked, I asked because it's a legitimate question I've asked myself. Uh, if I won the jackpot and I took the lump sum, which would have been roughly, I think, $900 million before taxes, uh, would I donate $90 million to my small church of less than 200 people You know, on the membership roll and less than 100 that show up every Sunday? I feel like... I feel like I don't know. I our budget like that last could be our budget now. last year was two hundred thousand dollars. So I mean, even if they tripled that budget, it would have been enough for them to stay comfortable and out of debt for a couple centuries <laughs> at that rate. Uh, a few people said that they would actually that would actually be a recipe for disaster because a church would act like someone who wins the lottery lottery typically acts irresponsibly yeah <laughs> let's build new buildings and start new whatever's uh although although highland could then buy out the dairy queen next door right we could buy this whole block all the houses well i mean i don't want for people to go homeless but that we have the money we'll buy them another home <laughs> that, that's being irresponsible that dairy queen should have gone out of business years ago yeah yeah it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> some said that their churches wouldn't take the money because it's a prize from gambling. Uh, but another woman responded that she wants to ask her pastor that question and uh, if he'd take the money. And he said, absolutely, we'd take it. The devil's had that money long enough. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do, Mo? Would you tithe off of your lottery winnings? Um, I would, absolutely, without a doubt. However. With a caveat. However, I want... A guaranteed pew seat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that I would do it in one large lump sum. No. I think that it would be like a few thousand here, a few thousand there. You'd be the church's sugar daddy. (laughs) Anytime they need a project done or whatever, you're like, We got that covered. Give you a couple thousand here. (laughs) Don't spend it all in one place. I feel like... Most churches already have those, so <laughs> I would just be the anonymous donor that nobody really knew about. Yep. It just all of a sudden money showing up. Where'd this go? Okay, no questions asked. Fine. Fine. I might. Here's a question, though, for you, Matt. Yeah. This is something that I've often wondered. Is tithing strictly to your church? Or can you tithe, say, tithing to... Other ministries, tithing to um, Compassion International or... Here's a better question. Okay. Is tithing even a thing now? That's one of the bigger movements going on in Southern Baptists right now is that Bible doesn't really say to New Testament Christians that they're supposed to give a tenth of their paycheck. It encourages us to give, even to give until it hurts, but a technical rule of 10% right. is not something that we're supposed to follow. And never in the Bible is it ever told that we're supposed to give 10% of our wages, even yeah. in the Old Testament. It was 10% of the harvest and 10% of this and that. Not money. Yeah. But I think <laughs> when you take into account that that was their source of income, they sure. traded with... But again, that was still in... in in Old Testament language, it was an Old Testament uh, procedures, and there were other things that I don't have in front of me because I wasn't prepared for this discussion. Sorry. But it's a, uh, 
compelling argument that that is not what we're supposed to be following now. But if anything, we're supposed to be giving more than 10%. Right. Is the idea. Yeah. The idea is that uh, not like, you know, the Bible doesn't say that. So we don't have to give money. It's that we use that as a limiter. Mm-hmm. Of like, all right, I give him my 10%. I'm good. Right. But that's why there's <laughs> tithes and offerings. Offerings, yeah. Because course. you give your tithes, which is where most people would fall that 10% into. But then the offering is anything above and beyond that, which we're supposed to be doing both. You're not right. just supposed to be paying tithes and then you're done. No, you give your tithes and your offering. But uh, yeah, I think the problem that they have with it is that it's still presented in churches like, well, this 10% is something you have to give. Right. You have to at least reach this point or you're sinning. Yeah. And that's really not not very very scripturally accurate, it yeah. seems. Um, I don't know everything. I don't know if it's uh, that's right or wrong, honestly. But uh, I just so from a read pers- the argument. Personal standpoint. But anyway, to answer your question. Yeah, from a personal standpoint, what would you think if I were to then because you're right, if we were to give our money to this church specifically with its size and the amount of people who are here, it would almost be irresponsible. Right. But if we gave a large portion of that to what we knew they needed, what would be beneficial but not irresponsible, and then tithed the rest to other organizations, is that tithing or is that giving? I don't know. That's a good question that I don't have the answer for. All right, Kevin. Uh, like lottery wise. You may speak. <laughs> You may answer this question. Like, like if it was lottery-wise, I don't know. Just because that's above and beyond any amount that most people would ever consider giving. Yeah. Like, in your personal experience, I would think assuming tithing is a... If we are assuming tithing is a thing that needs to be followed, uh, then I would assume the 10% at least would need mm-hmm. to go to the church, mm-hmm. to your church. Um, and then anything above and beyond that, you can give wherever. Right. Um, but that's still, that's still just my assumption. I don't know if that's built upon me being in the Baptist church for the last 20 years or what. Yeah. Um, yeah, we should have a, we should have a real formal discussion about tithing here in the near future. I don't like formal discussions. They intimidate me. Uh, all right. So we had a few people respond with ideas. Okay. Uh, some said that they should you should spread it around to all the churches and ministries in your town. Um, one that I really liked, and I think it was from Kevin. I'm not sure. I think it was from Pastor Kevin. I'm pretty sure he said, pay off your church's debt and then pay off the debt of all the other churches in your town. Goodness. Which is a fantastic idea because something like 90% of churches are in debt. Uh, my church is not, thank the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and then other people just said, you know, spread it around among Baptist charities and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are in that vein of spreading it around because it's too much money for one church to handle. <laughs> Which I I kind of, I agree with. Right. Yeah. I, I, do too, I do think that that person was right, that it could be a recipe for disaster because yeah. what do you do when you are suddenly given millions and millions of dollars? Above what your budget is. Mm-hmm. Well, and I feel like that the deacons, everybody would know. There is no like... You, Hiding this. Yeah. As a the winner in South Carolina, they 
may have been able to anonymously get their lottery tickets mm-hmm. and get their winnings. However, if they were to tithe it, it's no longer anonymous because right. there's going to be this huge check of a large amount and deacons are going to be like, whoa. And I think you have to declare a gift that big on your taxes too or something like that. But not many people see your taxes. True. Especially if you do your own taxes. True. So Yeah, you're right. That, but you, but you're gonna all your deacons as president. they're that's true. All well and after you win the lottery, you could. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what I would do. If I won the lottery, I would take over small government, <laughs> become like senator, and then become president. That's what I would do. Just buy your way in, like all the other politicians. Duh, that's what everybody does. <laughs> All right, so for real, uh, if you won, if you won that much money, what would you really do? Like beyond okay. tithing, what would you do? Okay, so for real, I guess first the first question would be: Would you take the lump sum, or would you take the payout over thirty years? Um, probably would take the lump sum. Yeah, pay off debt, pay off Chris's parents' debt and my parents' debt. Those three things. Mm-hmm. Um. Figure out if there are any organizations that we want to give to. And then this radio station would be a lot bigger than it is right now. <laughs> so, like, I would be putting aside quite a bit to, you know, maybe buy a building, hire right? a staff, do a real thing with the radio station. This would be Not work out huge. of a church office. <laughs> um, with microphones that are broken, so they slowly fall <laughs> throughout our day. <laughs> <laughs> and our room is lit with an old a, stage light. Yep, an old stage light because the light no longer works in here. Um, yeah, we wouldn't have fifty thousand extension cords to bring Running electricity in. <laughs> under our feet everywhere. Uh, oh man! Oh man! Yeah, that's funny. You don't really realize how bad your work environment is until you start figuring out how you would make it better. Why didn't I buy a lottery ticket? I gotta split that money. Right. Oh, goodness. What would you do, Matt? Uh, Well, that, of course. Um, Yeah, you know, I feel like... I feel like if I had won the money, I wouldn't like... I definitely wouldn't be going and buying another giant house immediately and a fleet yeah. of cars or whatever, yacht or all those weird, wacky things that a lot of people who win the lottery do and blow through their money in a couple of years and now they're broke again. Um, but I feel like I'd pay off the house that we live in now and we would stay in it for a while and we would just live mm-hmm. kind of at our means. Uh, I don't even think I would want to quit my main job yeah. as a media director right away uh, at the church. I would definitely quit my janitor job, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't, I really don't think my everyday life would change all that much yeah. initially. Uh, of course I would want to grow the radio station and, uh, maybe some other ministries to the point where we had a staff, which would be great. Uh, who knows? God might take us there you know in the future who mm-hmm. knows who knows what's going to happen um but as for the rest you know i think we would be investing a lot of it yeah and then um 
I think Deidre might lose her job if you guys didn't invest a lot right. of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, I would like to give a lot of it away, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, initially to family, not, you know, not too much, not to the point where we, they become reliant on us or anything, but certainly to pay off debt and to give them a good mm-hmm. uh, head start on whatever they want to do next in their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I mean, that I, sorry, I thought you were done. Well, it's just, there's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really know. A lot of it, I feel like, would just be sitting around until something came along. <laughs> yeah, until emergencies happened. Yeah. Um, something that I thought about that I think we would have to put aside, college. Oh, absolutely. And then weddings. Yeah. Those are two things that I never want for our kids to go into debt over. I never want them to go into debt over school, and I never want them to enter into a marriage with debt. Right. You know, and so if we were able to do that, yeah, for them. But that's just—I mean, it's just—it's so much money. Yeah, that would barely be less. I mean, that'd be less than one percent. Yeah, for all your kids, <laughs> for college, and for yeah. I mean, it's just there was so much money. Yeah. So congratulations, Carolina, South Carolina person. Don't uh, don't waste it. Chances are we're related, so I just need a little <laughs> bit. I just need one percent. Just, just I'll be a little. One percent. Okay. You, if you are like us and want to give it away, give it away, give it away, <laughs> give it away. Now I know someone who you can give it to, <laughs> and I would be wise with it. I promise. <laughs> you know, I figure right now is the time to buy a lottery ticket because the jackpot might be down to you know like forty million dollars. But ain't nobody buying tickets this week. True. Everybody bought all their, spent all their money on their 20 some odd tickets last week to try yeah. and win that thing. This week, odds are probably three times as better. I don't know what it says about me that I didn't even know. You didn't know what was going on? Nope. I had no all idea. Over, all over the news. Got a text message from a friend that said, so, didn't win the lottery. <laughs> oh, well, wasted my money. And I was like. Um, okay. Is this just how we're starting conversation <laughs> now? Like, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> I'm, and I'm not going to lie. It was Tuesday night. I was up here at the church working and it was like an hour away from the drawing. And I sat here going, man, I could just walk across the street to the supermarket. Just get a couple numbers. <laughs> right. <laughs> see. Just a couple. Who knows? <laughs> it could have uh, been you, Matt. <laughs> could have been me. Um. Yeah, that brought up the question, like you were talking about: is 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 it gambling? And is gambling wrong? Is gambling a sin? Uh, we'll talk about that, that in the future. Okay. In a future segment of is it a sin? We ain't diving into it today. We gotta <laughs> do our <today>. research. <laughs> it's Indie Music Tuesday. Stick around. We'll be back in a little while to close out the show.
Welcome back. As we close out the morning show, we got your Bible verse and your thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And our thought for the day comes from Danny Gokey. Danny Gokey! Forgiveness is a step towards greatness and not a sign of weakness. Only the strong can forgive. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific, with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed up together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. And thanks to today's sponsor, the book, Please Don't Sidehug Me, The Best of Backrow Baptist. Mo, what's the final word? Go get your tickets, (laughs) y'all. That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye. Bye.